Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, Megan. Hello, 2021. And goodbye, 2020. Happy, happy new year. 2021. Oh my gosh, it seems like it's taken us a long time. 2020 was such the never-ending year, but here we are in 2021. And before we dig into the astrology for January, let's take a few minutes and just talk a little bit about what the vibe is going to be for 2021. This is a year where there's a definite shift. There's a new energy coming in, a little bit of a new paradigm. And this is because we're shifting from the energy being in the element of earth into the element of air, and a lot of planets shifting into the sign of Aquarius. So let's talk a little bit about that. We're going from earth into air. Let's talk about what that difference vibe might be. Yeah. And so the reason for that has to do with the great conjunction mm, you know, yes. something that we all had yeah. our eyes on. And literally some of us had our eyes on it in the sky <laughs> in December, on December 21st on the solstice. It's in every 20 year union of Jupiter and Saturn, the planets that are farthest away that we can see with the unaided eye. And because of that, that was a big marker through eons of time for those to, you know, mark cycles. So the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, the Great Conjunction, oftentimes then marks this new chapter of collective history coming in. And for the last handful of times, except for one little aberration, it's been in earth signs. Jupiter and Saturn would meet up in earth signs. The last time this happened was in May of 2020 when they met up in Taurus. But now with this new one where they met up in Aquarius on December 21st of 2020, the next handful of them will be in air, will be in Aquarius or Gemini or Libra. And so there is that shift, as you said, from this sort of focus, this collective focus on the mundane, the practical, like associating identity to resources, to this shift to ideas and understanding and technology and relationships. So yeah, just this big opening to that, let alone then Jupiter and Saturn in 2021, are in Aquarius for most of the year. Right. And, you know, it, it, there's such a, a different energy between that earth and between that air. And I don't know about you, but I'm already kind of starting to feel it with the great conjunction. And as you were saying, you know, that earth is so mundane and practical and earthy and day-to-day and routine. And it almost feels like things are being elevated a little bit as we go up into that very inspirational realm of air. And what I'm hoping that we'll start to see this this year is some light at the end of the tunnel, a little bit of some light and new inspiration. And like you're saying, innovation and ideas to help us shape 
and create this new normal. So the timing actually is pretty perfect, right? That we're having this elevation with the air energy. Yes. And hoping too that this inspiration towards innovation and technology can help us solve some of the problems that we all are experiencing because of our, I don't know if it's over-reliance on earth, right? Or mm-hmm. the using of earth, but the problems that we have collectively with the climate in terms of like what we've done to, or how we've related to, you know, the earth plane and literally the earth and, you know, life on earth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll be really interesting to see how this all unfolds. And the other big theme for 2021, of course, is the Saturn-Uranus square. Of course, we've got Saturn now in Aquarius. We have Uranus firmly in Taurus at this point. And so again, we kind of have this square off between air and earth. So let's talk a little bit about that because that's going to be happening in February. It's going to be happening again in June and again at the uh, at the end of December. So talk a little bit about that square off. Yeah. So, um, and I love how you said like firmly in Taurus. Taurus is so firm. <laughs> it's like, if you're in Taurus, you like don't want to, you know, Taurus does not want to leave where it's at. Um, yeah. And so those are the dates, you know, February 17th, June 14th, December 23rd, but it does occur. Like this is the marker of this year, like 2020, the marker was the Saturn Pluto conjunction, the Jupiter Pluto conjunction, right. That like radical transformation and the, the sort of the destruction for the reconstruction that paved our path. This is what paves our path in 2021. This, you know, Saturn, which is all about the old guard and following the way things are and let's follow the rules. And Uranus, which says rules, what rules? Like rules (laughs) keep us back. And so it is this sort of tug of war in a way between like, again, Mm. like the old Cenex, Saturn, Mm. and the like Puer, you know, the Mm -hmm. sort of the the teen spirit of, of Uranus. But it definitely feels like, and when we've had these closing squares between Saturn and Uranus before, it is a huge time for events of innovation and technological breakthroughs, you know, also rebellion and, you know, like countries, you know, wanting freedom from the other countries that might have been colonizing them and um, things related to sci-fi or outer space, you know, very interesting to see like those themes or trends that come from that way. Yeah. So again, you know, all these new seeds are being planted this year and we get to watch them unfold. And of course, we'll continue to talk about these different astrology themes as we go through So Divine month to month. So what, 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 what? I'm going to say one thing I I really do think that with Saturn squaring Uranus, like it, there will very much, I'm sure, be shocks and surprises and the unexpected and the out of the blue. And it's about like that favorite, one of our favorite phrases, like stay bouncing, stay bouncing. Right? because it's, yeah. it's not going to be like, oh, this is what it's going to look like. And just like, it's all painted for us. It's things will probably, you know, we have to be aware of things may turn on the dime, but how do we use that for our own life to say, you know, I'm going to innovate. I'm going to surprise myself, right? I'm going to change things up. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you're you're reminding us to to stay bouncy this year, you know. And I think that also, I I think we've been through so much in 2020. It's like, okay, all right, great. Now everything's going to fall into place, and we're going to get everything figured out. And here's the plan. And what you're saying is, mm, no, actually, but we could have these breakthroughs and these new surprises and 
course, more shakeups, of course, but in those shakeups, this new kind of insight and clarity might start to come through. Yeah, perfect. But Stephanie, I'm going to get you a t-shirt and it's going to have the hashtag stay bouncy. And I, because I think that's so good. Maybe that's one of our innovations for 2021. Look for our t-shirt line coming soon, right? Okay, good. Thank you for that reminder. So let's talk a little bit about January 2021. And perhaps a good place to start with January is Uranus. Here we are talking about Uranus. And Uranus now is in Taurus, as we talked about. And so Uranus stations um, direct on January 14th. And if we've talked about before, anytime a planet stations, it tends to amplify and intensify the energies of the planet. So Uranus and Taurus stationing on January 14th. Yeah. So expect, you know, around those dates, right? Expect surprises, you know, stay <laughs> bouncy, be innovative. Right. right, right. You know, there might be detours or take a detour yourself, right? See things from a different angle so that you can break out of rote and, um, you know, again, like be able to see a pattern that you may not have otherwise seen. But mm. again, unexpected, expect, unexpected, unexpected, expect the unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I, and I also really love, Stephanie, that you're talking about breaking free of old patterns. That feels just in general very Uranus and Taurus to me. Uh, you know, Taurus just likes that day-to-day consistency of the the normal the earthly and uranus is just like let's break up those patterns and on some level i find that very exciting on another level i find that a little bit disorienting mm-hmm. right so but again this is this kind of kind of state bouncy and, and let's just throw in another element here to this whole thing because our favorite planet mars Um, which is finally, finally this month, moving out of Aries, bye-bye Aries, into the sign of Tart. Wow. And it will be joining Uranus this month. Uh, What's the date? January 20th. So, Oh boy. And does January 20th ring a bell for anybody? Hmm. What could that date be? It's the inauguration, right? The presidential inauguration here in the United States. So Mars, which is about action and will, right? And battles and warriors and Uranus definitely feels like, you know, there will be unexpected actions that nobody perhaps saw coming you know whether that's like again we don't know how things are going to play out but whether that's the like official inauguration and possibly (laughs) some other side show you know or you know i mean i hate i hope this is not it but like mars is also the military right it's like fight you know it's just i just think that there will be unexpected events and uses of force it doesn't have to be force like that the, the military that's what i'm saying but like actions that people are like that is out of the ordinary or that's not like right. staying in a certain lane that was a prescribed lane so you know then there and it makes sense too i mean just again we're just thinking about <clears throat> saying this from the political landscape of the united states like you know there may be some fired up pushback from yeah because there's a lot of revved up mars energy right now so 
But for us, okay, so that could be how it shows up on, on the on the collective plane. Like, what would you say? Like, when Mars Uranus comes to town on the twentieth, how comes would you? To town. You better how, watch out. You better not cry. Um, how would you take? Like, what would you do with that personally? What would what, do, what would you look for? Like, maybe in your personal life and the things you know. That you're the word to. that comes to mind is reactionary, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that word reactionary with Mars, especially when Mars was in Aries for how long, Stephanie? Like seven Forever. months. I think like seven months when it's usually like. 10 weeks or something in a sign or right so when mars was in its native sign of aries you know we talked a lot about that re- reactionary energy especially with its squares to pluto and capricorn then of course we had the mars retrograde in aries which was like forever, <laughs> forever. actually probably five months but again very extended so i think that Last year, we kind of got to know Mars on a whole different level, right? That very Aryan, like you're talking about forceful, make things happen, go for it kind of energy. So when I think about Mars and Uranus together, I think about on one side, reactionary energy. On another side, I think about the potential for breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I'm doing my Libra thing. My little Libra balancing act is on one level... I think we all have to really be careful about this reactionary behavior, getting triggered, um, being forceful, being overly aggressive, um, you know, not letting things, these unexpected things throw us out of balance. At the same time, sometimes it's when we're thrown out of balance that those breakthroughs kind of come through. So maybe there's a bit of a potential for both. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, think, I I agree with you. I think that it could be any and all, you know, together. <laughs> all right, but that like reactionary, explosive <laughs> breakthroughs, unexpected. You know, we may, and and maybe it's not for ourselves. So again, to cur- curtail that in ourselves, like we may find ourselves like more on like a thin edge of like you know just like reacting to something or feeling very provoked. Again, it may not be provoked in a negative way, right? We could be like reacting to something that like inspires us and excites us. But Mm -hmm. I do really feel like January between that Uranus station and then that Mars-Uranus conjunction, right? Let alone later, we'll talk about the full moon later. Yeah. At the end of the month, squares Uranus. I feel like we're going to like... January sort of like this little laboratory of like, (laughs) hello, Uranus, let's get to know you because we are going to really need to know you all year long because of that Saturn Uranus square. Right. And we're going to get to know you in the sign of Taurus. Exactly right. Right. Because that, that, you know, ultimately when I think about Uranus and Taurus, they, they don't, seem to mix well together, you know, because Uranus is very, well, it's ruled by Aquarius, right? Is the big picture, shake it up, get out of that routine. And Taurus is like, you know, hunkered in for the routine. So it'll be interesting. And I think for me, one of the things, you know, I'm being aware of, you know, as I go into the new year uh, is about how can I maybe shift my daily routines a little bit that are more in alignment, maybe with my bigger picture or maybe needing more time and space to process all of these things going on. And so not to be so rigid and open up that routine a little bit to kind of feed me in some different ways. Yeah, that's really nice. And it's so, like you say, this is, you know, Uranus and Taurus are like, hmm, how, how do we get along? How do we relate? Right. Cause mm-hmm. Taurus, mm-hmm. 
loves attachment because it loves consistency. And Uranus is like, attachment? What's attachment? Right? So it does feel like Uranus and Taurus can break us out of those rote routines that we maybe cling to just out of a sense of safety or security and have us redefine ways to feel safe and secure and comforted, which is very Taurian. That is so good. Redefining our sense of security and safety. And I think that is so powerful. Before we say uh, bye-bye to Mars <laughs> to, and Aries, <laughs> do you have, I mean, because that was such a big deal. Do you have any like final parting thoughts for, you know, our time with Mars and Aries? I mean, it was like never ending, which is funny because Aries is like, can we be done with things? Like it likes the sort of the, the, the in and the out, the down and the dirty. And I cannot remembering right now, but it, you know, something like Mars stays in a sign for what is it like, you know, eight weeks, nine weeks, 10 weeks. And it was there for like months and months and months and months because of that retrograde in the middle of it. And so we really got to know Mars and Aries, you know, and what does it mean to, what does my will mean? What does it mean to have drive? What does it mean to have desires? How do I really Mm. then align my, giving myself permission to have a desire and a permission to actually fight for that desire? You know, what gets me frustrated? What gets me angry? What do I do when I'm angry? Like those feel like a lot of that, like deep, long, indelibly lasting, almost it seems like Mars and Aries, like lessons from Mars and Aries. Yeah, I love that you're bringing up that desire part because I do think that, and we talked a lot about that last year, about that Mars desire and really working with our desire in some different ways. And, you know, again, it's all a learning experience, right? And we get to take all that learning as we go forward. So bye-bye. Bye-bye on January Bye-bye, and Aries. Bye-bye. And it's on January 6th that it moves into Taurus. Okay, right, right. And another interesting day. This is not a political podcast, but like who could, how could we not be like it's aware of what's going on? This is a political time right now. Exactly. So it's interesting, the alignments. Yeah, because January 6th is a date that the Congress um, will, I don't know what the word is, certify or, you know, clear to say like, yes, here's the Electoral College, here are the votes. And as we know, there's been rumblings that that will not go as usual as it usually does. Stay bouncy. Stay bouncy and stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So (laughs) my goodness, my goodness. Where are we going going now? I don't know, Stephanie, what I have written down here is, should we talk about the the new and full moon? Yeah. Is that a good place to go? Let's start with that new moon. Okay, because we have the new moon, of course, it's going to be in Capricorn. You know, here we have some this Capricorn energy. And even though we're talking about this big shift into the element of of air and Saturn and Jupiter now in Aquarius, we still have Pluto, Pluto, slow moving Pluto, Mm -hmm. you know, the outermost planet at least as far as we know at this moment, in our solar system, slowly moving through Capricorn. So this new moon in Capricorn is going to be very close to Pluto. So that brings in a little bit of a Plutonian theme to the new moon. Now, new moon, new beginnings, new ways of being, releasing, moving forward. But Capricorn does everything very methodically in its own time, in its own place. And then we bring in that Pluto energy. What do you think about that? Right. And right on the heels of that Uranus station. So it's sort of like, surprise, didn't see it coming. And then we get to begin again 
right? New moons begin again, but it's not just like, oh, let's begin again. It's more like, let's tear down the, tear away the wallpaper and like pull the wall down to the studs so that we can re-begin again, right? It definitely feels wow. like a beginning that might look at you really deeply connected to what do I really want? What is really essential for me? How do I really build something that has structure of integrity? And I would assert some of that answer comes through like, what did I just go through in 2020? And what did I realize was like core principle treasure? Um, but yeah, I feel yeah. like with Pluto there, it's like there's rumblings there. It's like it feels volcanic. It feels transformative. It feels like big and heavy. And one of our favorite words, that one that starts with I, no, not interesting, but like the next level interesting. Intense. 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 Intense rumbling, tearing down to the studs. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I I, I, you know, it is the first new moon of the year, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, re I like the idea of like this reflection about, you know, everything that we've kind of learned uh, through last year and how can we go forward maybe in some yeah. new and some kind of different ways. And with that Pluto, <clears throat> excuse me, it also might be bringing up a little bit of that shadow side, like you're saying, yeah. like looking at those parts of ourselves that, Maybe we haven't quite yet had the opportunity to uncover and bring to the service, surface, <laughs> to the surface in service of our greater growth. So, again, another opportunity to just kind of dig in and kind of see what unconsciously or in the deeper psyche or in the shadow energies wants to come up into the light of the day, the new moon, be illuminated to be released on a whole nother level. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent point. Speaking yeah. of things coming up from the surface, as I'm, since we're videoing this too, I just have to say like, just so people could see, like, this is actually my microphone. <laughs> this thing that seems like this Capricornian mountain in front of me. This is my microphone. It was just looking funny because. Well, you've got the, you've got the microphone sleeve and I've got the microphone, microphone filter. So it's, it's a little bit different look. Yeah. All right, so we move from the new moon into the full moon. Now, can I say one thing? I actually, I want to go back. I love how you okay. frame that. I just really love how you frame that because I think it's really important for us to like how we meet and greet and what we do with that energy around that time. So just yeah, like, yeah, yes. And I'm trying to remember as we go into the talking about the full moon in Leo, which is also going to be joining a Venus Pluto conjunction. The word as we were talking about earlier, what was the word that you, you, you did not feisty, but you described the full moon as a big full moon, a very, you had a great word that you use for this full moon. Oh. I mean, it's in Leo. Rawr, it's big. And then we got Venus and Pluto. Hello. Hello. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. It was something good. You had a really good word, but suffice to say, oh, and then also the sun and Jupiter in oh conjunction. Oh my goodness. Oh right. my God. So big, 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 big. Definitely big full moon. So big and squaring Uranus, you know, I mean, just maybe we should like break it down because already I'm like, yeah. whoa, how do we, so big, I can't get to it. <laughs> so generally in your, 
garden variety Leo full moon, we would have the sun. We have the sun in Aquarius and the moon in, in Leo. So we're it's that pull between the spirit of the individual and their our unique contributions yes. and the desires and the aims of the collective. So how does the individual and their creativity, their own creative stamp, be seen, acknowledged, and given the stage? <clears throat> for in the pursuit of the Stage. collective, right? But where the collective also, it doesn't take over the collective either, right? So it's that balance. And right. it's about, you know, art, Leo, and technology, Aquarius, you know, and like living through your heart, Leo, and, you know, pursuing through your mind, Aquarius. So we have that. Okay, then let's add on Jupiter. So it, so it's like... um expansive yeah the sun right? yeah expansive but the other thing is you when you think about that leo full moon which is fire mm -hmm. and then we bring in uranus that airy but although it's in taurus it's like when you talk about air air and fire together it can be rather explosive you know so um i don't know it just and the venus is in there as well what we love what we value relationships I don't quite know how to unpack it because it just feels so packed. But let's look, can we boil it down to like a theme? I mean, what would be kind of like maybe the theme here? Yeah. I mean, I would say one way to use this energy, right? Especially with that Venus Pluto there and that Leo moon is something related to like what art like, does your heart want to create? You know what I mean? Like something related to like Venus, Pluto, like getting down to the real bottom rungs and the underneath of what you find beautiful, what you find pleasurable, or how art and beauty like transport you and move you. So like you can use sort of, there's that energy coming from the Venus, Pluto, and then there's the energy from, right, that Leo made very large, because of Jupiter and maybe you can really spread it out and share it with the world. So I'm thinking that's the tact I might take, right? Like during the, that time, it's like just soaking in art or connecting to my own artistry, my own creativity and expressing that. You have me at <laughs> art and the heart. <laughs> that's so, oh my God, this is where we, that's so beautiful, but that's, I have Leo rising, you know, it's just that, I think that's perfect, Stephanie. You know what I mean? They really get into those heart energies in a really creative way. And I also really love, you brought up beauty, which is so Venetian, so Venus. So art in the heart, full oh, yeah. moon. Art in the heart. Mm. Mwah! Perfect. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay. We are going to get to our tarot card, but before we do... And there's more. Okay, I think... Okay, tell me. I, I no, know no, I've forgotten you're, something. What are you going to say? Oh. Well, by the way, and it's a perfect thing if we, like, we're going to maybe forget what it was, because that sort of goes along the lines of, like, communication astray, which is... Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. Ta-da! And that is happening on the January 30th. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. So the second to the last day of the month, we've got a Mercury retrograde that goes into... I, I can look it up. I but, think you said the twenty, the twenty first or so of February. Okay, of, of February in the sign of Aquarius. So let, let's just chat a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say two things. One, 
with Mercury. It's the, it goes, it's until, so I'm interrupting you, but it, okay. yeah, till the 20th, Stephanie. Okay, perfect. So two things with that, I would say is one is, as we've said, right, when a planet shifts directions or it's getting set to shift directions, either retrograde or ending its retrograde, it starts to slow down. So we have days before the 30th, oh, around the time of that full moon, Mercury is stationing, right? So again, I feel like those, those days too are, there's lots of news, there's lots of information, you're going to want to communicate, you're going to, you know, sort of, you know, you may find yourself just like, you know, people trying to get your attention. So you just go slow, you filter, you prioritize, because always we don't want to get overwhelmed or overwrought with too much stimulus. And then I would say it's sort of the similar Mercury retrograde 411 that we usually give, right? <laughs> Use that time. It's Mercury retrograde's not bad. In fact, it can be great because you have this opportunity to go back over things that you've already done, review, re-edit, revisit, recommunicate you know, go back to the past and territory just traveled and look at things with fresh eyes to yeah. solidify them and clarify them. Yeah. Good. The Mercury retrograde 411. All right. What a great way to end the month on that note. <laughs> yes, that's positive. That's very Jupiterian. All right. So let's shift gears for a minute and talk about the tarot card. Yes. Yes. Well, instead of the tarot card for the month, I thought we would talk about the tarot card for the year since we're talking about the energies of 2021 and the tarot card for the year is actually the higher font and the higher font is number five. And so if you look at it from a numerological standpoint, 2021 equals five. So the Hierophant, or sometimes known as the High Priest or the Pope, the themes for that archetype are very much about spiritual community, uh, spiritual and religious leaders, and giving voice to our spiritual truth. Now, it's interesting because the Hierophant is actually ruled by Taurus. And so here we have the Uranus in Taurus. And the Taurus aspect of the Hierophant is where spirit becomes flesh. And so it's the incarnation of spirit into body and ultimately where we become spirit and we give voice to our spiritual truth. Now, of course, when we're bringing in the Uranus aspect with Taurus, I really feel like what's going to happen this year with that Hierophant energy, again with Uranus and Taurus, is we're going to see a lot of upheaval and change around how we view our spiritual communities, how we view our spiritual leaders, how we look at the church how we look at the hierarchy, the patriarchal hierarchy that is often so, you know, associated with the church and groups. And so ultimately the idea with the higher font is to empower the individual to have their own spiritual truth, not take away their power to have their own individual truth. And so I think we might see a bit of this Uranian disruption. I think we're already starting to see it, whether it's in different cults out there, or, you know, some churches or religious groups that are being scrutinized because of you know, practices that are not for the greater good. And so I think we're already starting to see this dismantling, but I think it's going to amp up next year. So this is a time where I think we are going to be looking at why are they a spiritual leader? 
What does that mean? What is my true spiritual community? Is that in this church? Is that elsewhere? And then ultimately, it's this invitation to step up and become a spiritual teacher or a spiritual leader in your own right, Mm -hmm. to not turn that power over to the hierarchy of the church. I think we tend to put our spiritual leaders, our gurus, on pedestals. So I think a part of this whole dismantling that's happening is to find that within. We're all spiritual leaders. We're all spiritual teachers. How can we embody that more and give voice to it? And that's the invitation of the Hierophant for this year. That's so helpful on so many levels, including... And interesting, right? Super interesting, right? As a way for us to also feel a sense of poise and balance as we navigate you know, through potential surprises and unknown, right? To connect to like that spiritual sense of knowingness and, you know, maybe find our own, a different spiritual community or what that community means. So thank you. That's amazing. Find your own voice as a spiritual being. Like you can be a spiritual teacher, you know, as you're walking down the street, you don't have to have a pulpit. You know, it's more, it's about being a human. I love that. Having a spiritual experience. Well, my goodness, Stephanie, I think I think we wrapped things up for January. I think we planted some seeds for 2021. But before we wrap up, you and I have some exciting things coming up. So we have some announcements. So I'm going to let you start and then I'll join in. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm creating for this year is a course called My Stellar Year, which is an online course that... Um, sort of helps you connect to different levels of awareness about the year. And I co-developed it with someone who has a background in pathfinding and brand building. So it like takes astrological insights and also sort of moves them in that direction in terms of like helping you, whether you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, or a creative person to like sort of set and meet your goals and visions. So you can find out more about it at mystellarier.com. Um well, they and, can go to your website as well and connect in there. Or you can go to my website as well, stephaniegaling.com. Well, that's very exciting, Stephanie. Yeah, and tell, tell me about you, what you're creating. Well, uh, you know, I, I have always said, because, you know, last year I created the Couture Tarot, and so uh, this year, you know, I really wanted to focus on teaching classes with, with the Tarot. I am doing in January a reboot and realign for 2021, mm-hmm. where I'm going to go through the shift in the energy, some of the things we've talked about, a little bit of an astrological forecast for the year. We're going to talk about the Hierophant as the card of the year. We're going to talk about why intuition is more important than ever before. And then we're going to do guided meditation to set intentions for the new year. And then in February, it's to row a go-go because <laughs> I have got three kick ass to row classes. I'm really excited about that will be happening in February. And for me, just go to uh, meganskinner.com. It'll all be up there, but come along and have some, some fun. Oh my God, Tarot, a go-go. A go-go, Tarot, a go-go, that's right, that's right. Well, Stephanie, thank you so, so much. Thank you to everybody out there. Don't forget our website is so divine.us. Send us an email. We love hearing from you and uh, have a great January. Have a great January and a big shout out again to our producers, Nick Petri and Sebastiano Tecchio. We couldn't do this without both of you. So big thank you and big thank you to all of you listening. Here's to a more 
happier, glorious, joyful something 2021. And we're glad that you'll be joining us throughout the year for it. Take care.